Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now headphone over to my lovely wife easy okay i was getting worried i was like where's easy is it just the two of us no, no, is it a... no, no. it's okay, a nice good. threesome tonight <laughs> it's not a Persia sausage fest. <laughs> a lot of carrots in this stew. <laughs> I think three is just right. <laughs> with, the, with the occasional cat popping in and out. Although I put mine away. So. Oh, oh, ours are here. If you just heard that little jingling, that's Mr. Pickles. It's it's their house. We just live here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't gotten to that point yet. We have four. But for the most part... Uh, we can pretend that they don't rule our lives, and it's the other way around. Yeah. See, we only have three, and we know that they rule our lives. We're not fooling ourselves. <laughs> well, I... my wife already had two when we got married, so I'm a little more resistant to the charms of the first two. I mean, I love them, but <laughs> yeah. I it's not like they control me. They're your stepkitties, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the the two little ones that we just adopted when we uh, when we first got married, those I'll just you know I'll do anything that they want. <laughs> well, I oh, for one and they know our it. New feline overlords. <laughs> that's sort of how yeah. Steve is. I had two when uh, when we got together, and I couldn't believe it. My younger one passed away, and my old man is uh, he's gonna be nineteen this year, babe. Old as fuck. Wow. So last summer we adopted uh, two youngins to keep him company, and. Steve can resist Mr. Pickles, although Mr. Pickles cannot resist Steve. But uh, yeah, Cameron and Poe the kittens, uh, you let them get away with so much shit. Such as... Cameron licks your armpit no, in the night. No, he does not. <laughs> she. Or, I'm sorry. Is he exactly whatever it is. I feel that, that sandpaper tongue on my armpit. She gets slapped. She does sleep in your armpit, though. You would never let Pickles that close to your face. Well, because Pickles sits on your fucking face because he's a tard. Is that true, Mr. Well, Pickles? at 19, he's allowed to get away with anything. Yeah. <laughs> get away with whatever he wants, as long as he stays his ass on the other floor. Uh, yeah, I also had the uh, trailer and stuff in post. I assume it's uh, <laughs> basically a Jerry Bruckheimer, <laughs> Pirates of Caribbean-esque production with uh, the Lawrence of Arabia soundtrack right? or whatever in the background. <laughs> That's usually how these things go, right? Yeah. 90 seconds of slow motion and more slow motion. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steve and Izzy Legend tells of the most powerful force on Earth, the mythical sands of time. They are hidden within a sacred dagger. 
there are those sworn to protect it. Those who would do anything to possess it. And those whose destiny is tied to it. Releasing the sand turns back time. Only the holder of the dagger is aware of what's happened. The dagger can destroy all mankind. Only you can stop this Armageddon. Now you really enjoy telling me what to do, don't you? Such a noble prince. Leaping to assist the fallen beauty. Who said you were a beauty? There must be a reason why you can't keep your eyes off me. You're... I... Yeah. yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Oh, we are starting off Doom <laughs> June <laughs> with 2010's The Prince of Persia, Colin, no! The Sands of Time. <laughs> but we are not alone. <gasps> Should I put pants on? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, no time for pants. Because <laughs> uh, we have a new guest, Julio, from the Contrarians podcast. Welcome, Julio. Hello, how's it going? Uh, so we all played the video game, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, right? That's what we're doing? We're reviewing the video game? Nope. Fun fact, super fun fact, this is a fun, fun fact. Uh, I have not played the video game. I played the shit out of some Assassin's Creed, which is basically the same thing from what I understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I missed the Prince of Persia one myself. I only had Game Boys growing up, and then eventually, about the time the PS2 came out, I was able to get an N64. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How about you, Julio? Do you, uh, you play all of them? Because I know there's like four or five of them, right? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. I mean, this movie is not the best advertisement for, for the Sands of Time game, <laughs> so I, I haven't played it, and it makes me, the movie makes you think that I'm, I'm better off that way. But uh, I played the original, the, the one uh, that was out for PC, you know, what 20 years ago 30 years yeah, ago gosh, and yeah. and then uh and then they released an adaptation i think it was prince of persia 2 for uh also for pc but i played it on the super nintendo yeah and and that was the last of it and if you hadn't told me that this movie was called prince of persia i wouldn't have known that it was the same property <laughs> so <laughs> so really we're all on the same page here <laughs> all right i'm gonna start it off right now this is basically Aladdin, a live-action Aladdin, right? False, because at least in Aladdin, they sort of even looked like they might be of Middle Eastern descent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this was, uh, this is uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sandsword. <laughs> Wait, before we start talking about whitewashing, I need to wash my throat. I'm a little Woo! thirsty. Uh, oh yeah, from uh, Moab Brewery in Moab, Utah, we have Moab Especial. All good days, golden weed ale. You know, because time travel and such. All right. Oh, there you go. Golden like the sands of time. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, 5% alcohol by Like volume. everyone's hair in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a cup? Oh, you do. I do have a cup. Excuse me while I pop my top. <gasps> oh, his top. Nice. And the poor. Oh, yeah. oh yes, a beautiful golden straw color beer. Crystal clear. You can read a book through that. Um, it's got a gorgeous off-white creamy head, lots of tiny bubbles. 
Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. it smells sort of bright and it, you can like smell the effervescence on it. Oh, yeah. Almost no hop character, just pretty much malt forward. Yeah, that's basically just like a hef. It's got a little bit of a like piney pine mm-hmm. notes and stuff for hop, but. It tastes hoppier than it smells. Yeah. It's delicious, though. This is great. It's clean, very dry. I like it. Good choice. Uh, Julio, are you drinking anything on your end? Uh, yes, I am a, I'm a simple man of simple pleasures, so I'm just having a Fat Tire Amber Ale. Yeah, Ooh, New Belgium. So good. Well, yes, New Belgium. Good stuff. <laughs> you know more about this beer than I do. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a good solid amber beer right there. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, one of our favorites. Yeah. All right, 2010's Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Uh, you guys ready for this? From director Mike Newell. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you the list of movies this gentleman has made. You tell me which one stands out. Should we strap in for a ride? Strap in, everybody. <laughs> it's uh, heartbreaking. He doing uh, British television shows. Um, and then Four Weddings and a Funeral, Donnie Brasco, Pushing Tin, Mona Lisa Smile, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Love in the Time of Cholera, this one, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, <laughs> Great Expectations, and this latest one is The Guernsey Literary and Potato Pill Society, from the director of Four Weddings and a Funeral, <laughs> comes Prince of Persia, an action movie. <laughs> I mean, that explains why it's basically a British romance. <laughs> with some cgi sword fighting in between oh i get it the four weddings were all the brothers wives yeah, yeah okay that makes and sense. the funeral is ben kingsley's maybe <laughs> the, the, I don't know. the funeral's his dad Ooh, spoilers oh <laughs> uh, okay and the writers of this movie this is a good one too uh the first one is uh mr boaz yakin who's he who's he see well his first uh, writing credit is the 1989 Punisher, starring Dolph Lundgren. Yeah! And he got The Rookie, From Dusk Till Dawn 2, colon, Texas Blood Money. Yeah. Have you seen that one? It's got uh, the T-1000. You'd like oh, it. Oh, I've seen it. It's uh, a dumpster fire. Yeah, I think that was the first movie I ever bought for a dollar. <laughs> Is that a going out Got of every penny's worth? Oh, absolutely. There's there's some good Texas blood money in that one. Uh, mm. He also wrote Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights, this, Now You See Me, and of course the sequels, Max and the sequels. But he also wrote and directed Remember the Titans and Fresh. Hot damn! Yes, 1992's hood movie classic Fresh. So they didn't give this movie just to anybody. They actually had actual craftsmen people that have a career and then something happened (laughs) again just kind of careers and like other things like when when you think action movies i mean i know the first one that pops over everybody's mind is uh from dusk till dawn to texas blood money and (laughs) dirty dancing havana nights Oh, uh, but even Mike Newell, I mean, you would. It's been a long time since I watched the the fourth Harry Potter, but I don't remember feeling like it was an, an odd match, right? And this one, it does feel like a guy that's not suited to direct the movie, and it's not that. I mean, you know, it's fantasy. It's kind of in the same. It's it's a lot more actiony, but it. I would have expected him to to do better than this. 
Well, and uh, oh, oh, there and there's more writers too. There's uh, Doug Miro and Carlo Berdar, that team. Uh, they wrote this. They also did Sorcerer's Apprentice, of course. The uh, the last big budget Nicolas Cage yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Great Wall, one of Izzy's favorites. Oh, <laughs> Mad Damon. Yep, and he uh. also uh, created Narcos, the uh, Netflix series, and the uh, Narcos Mexico or whatever the second one is. So yeah. Oh. They got some. They got some talent in this one. Just everybody's done better things in this movie. <laughs> it's true. Have we talked about on this here podcast how we convinced my dear sweet mother to get her film snob friends to watch The Great Wall at <laughs> their film nights? No. <laughs> how did that go over? Were they? Uh, were she they impressed it. by Matt Damon. <laughs> this is a woman who also appreciated uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword as we did, and yeah. she has some friends who are sort of film snobs, and they're always they're always watching the Oscar, you know, the the Oscar nominated films, and they do a movie night every, well, they did do a movie night every Sunday. They'll probably get back to it eventually, yeah, yeah. but yeah, they're you know they're all folks, you know, in their you know late fifties, early sixties. Some a little bit older, and yeah, she was like, "Oh, have you guys seen this great wall film? My my daughter and son in law think it's great." And they're like, "Oh, we haven't heard of this one. We'll watch it." <laughs> and apparently, everyone was dead silent the whole time, which she appreciated because apparently, usually it's like, "Oh, that guy's once gotten several nominations for this." <laughs> everyone was dead silent. They turned off the movie after the credits and said, "Nancy, you're not picking movies for a while." Uh... <laughs> Aww. And apparently she couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Mad Damon disappoints us once again. Damn you, Damon! <laughs> so she was That's asking, the one with the man bun. Was, that, the man bun alone should make it worth it. Right? right? Yeah. Right. And she was asking me for other movies that she might be able to trick them into watching. <laughs> See, I, I feel like Julio's going to be agreeing with us on a lot of things, because listening to the Contrarians podcast, uh, their thing is kind of uh, taking the big Oscar winner movies and putting them in their place. Mm-hmm. And then the <laughs> other end of the spectrum, you know, praising them. So, uh, yeah. So that's our podcast. What is Julio's? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we we are not serious when we do it. That's uh, <laughs> wait. What are you telling me that Primal is not the greatest Nicolas Cage movie involving a boat and a and a jaguar? I'm telling you that if we were doing this movie in my podcast, we would be praising the hell out of it. <laughs> and then in the second half, we would be trashing it pretty badly. Uh, this, I don't know. I, I didn't know how it was going to pan out with you guys. I, I didn't know if you were going to uh, just appreciate it as, as a disaster that it is or if you were also going to you know, not have a good time. At, well, I mean, you hadn't seen it before, right? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, this was our first time. You uh, we'll have to stick around we'll, to find we'll, out. We'll get there. <laughs> Uh, but of course, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, of course, as the Prince of Persia. Who's um, he, Steve? I don't know the fabulous Bollywood actor. <laughs> you know Maggie Gyllenhaal's brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he plays Prince Dustin. Yep, <laughs> the I, most no. the most Persian name I've ever heard. Yeah. Now, looking at the cast and crew here, it says Dastan or something like that. It they say that. Dustin like eighty <laughs> times this movie. <laughs> uh, then you have Gemma Archerton as Princess Tamina, Sir Ben Kingsley. That's right, Academy Award winner Ben Kingsley, star <laughs> of I don't know Blood Rain and Gandhi. <laughs> As ne- I mean, in his defense, yeah, he's done worse yeah. oh, at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're rolling the dice when you watch a Ben Kingsley movie. Yeah. Uh, Alfred Molina was in this movie. You know, Doc Ock. 
Yeah, uh, super. Having the time of his life. <laughs> and the only person that could be bothered to at least kind of put some tint on his skin, Toby Kebble as Garvis. Woo! Or, or sorry, Garciv. Also super Persian. All these names are super Persian. All these actors are yeah, okay, I can't even. <laughs> they, they were they were simpler times, Izzy. That was that was back before, you know, liberal Hollywood yeah. would get up in arms about uh, about being, you know, racially sensitive and all that stuff. That's right. I mean, you could I just... mean the president was black back then, so it's all <laughs> That was enough. That that covered it. <laughs> All right, so we open up with Disney credits, and I'm like, God damn it, this is Aladdin, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> right? From the opening. I, I was waiting for, for the song. A Ruby as, as we saw the Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> as we saw the sand and the dunes and all that stuff. Yeah, we get some uh, some narration about destiny and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? We also get some backstory. There's this kingdom of Nasai. Um, where there were two brothers that were born. One is the king, and the other one is the jealous uncle. Gee, which one's going to be the bad guy? Oh. Um, <laughs> but then uh, the king had two sons, and then he was just trolling through the market one day when Aladdin, uh, I'm sorry, Dustin <laughs> popped him with an apple or something, and uh, he, he just went, street rat! <laughs> street rat! One step ahead of the <laughs> And he's running around with another kid who very much I thought was going to be like his brother. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The other kid running around. I was like, is, is that his brother? And is his name Apu? Where does that go, Steve? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Little Dustin gets snatched up. And uh, basically the king's like, I liked your moxie, kid. Why don't you come be my third son? What? Okay. <laughs> Smash cut to 18 years later. All right, all right, we get it. We're we're, we're caught up now, thanks. Um, we go to the kingdom of like an army surrounding the city. Oh, no, there's like a whole big thing about... Um, Weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah, there was like bags of swords being shipped to the kingdom. They're like, oh, this means they're going to rise against us. Okay, cool, we'll attack at dawn. Hey, where's Dustin at? And apparently he's in the middle of a fucking fight club. <laughs> right. Because, you know, we got to see Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> with his shirt off getting beaten up. Yeah, where's King Dustin? So you can you can take the street rat out of the streets, but not the streets out <laughs> of the street rat. <laughs> he's, he's down in the, the hobo fights, just, you know, trying to earn some coin. He doesn't do it for the prize money. He does it for the thrill. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we cut back to uh, the kingdom of Alamut. And uh, the prince, uh, the princess is in there, and she's getting—I don't know—henna tattoos or something. They're a big plot point because it's a big dramatic close-up when later she has to erase them. Yeah. So it's a—it's a big deal. They never explain what the big deal is, but is it, it from a close the video up. games? I imagine it's I—I I, the entire movie I kept assuming that oh this must be here because of the video game. I, the first level of the video game is probably uh, the prince fist fighting in a you know in a pit or something i would imagine that's why you have him yeah, there and, and then know. like the king's there and he's like hey i like this kid let's take him back to the palace <laughs> yeah basically uh dustin and the king and the brothers they're all there having just a little meeting uh basically like okay well if the, there's a sword shipment thing uh then we gotta you know stop them before they can fight us and, you know keep the kingdom in peace blah 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 and and uh, Dustin's like, wait, do do we even know if this if these swords are really done? Uh, it's really just one guy's word, Uncle. And let's face it, Ben Kingsley looks kind of you know shady at best. <laughs> right. 
Um, I can I can just like sneak in and check it out first. Like, well, okay, no, we're just gonna attack at dawn. Cool. But uh, Dustin and his and his little band of street rats, I assume, uh, they basically are. Uh, they they sneak in. Uh, they check out the princess because you know why not? Oh, that's right. This is definitely from the game where it was like he's like climbing the wall. Uh, you know these stone walls, but it's like his friends are like shooting arrows, and he's like using them to climb up. And yeah, that's the one thing that I I, I think it's a hundred percent Prince of Persia, or at, at least as far as you can get in this in this movie that I remember from the original game, which was there was a lot of uh jumping. A lot of like hanging from ledges, a lot of uh, avoiding deadly traps. So that's probably the, the one Prince of Persia thing that that's really true to you know purists everywhere. Which is there's a lot of jumping, there's a lot of dangling from edges. Uh, there's a lot of mode, not so much, but it's. Uh, I remember that when I the, the cool thing about Prince of Persia way back in the day was that it looked so realistic yeah. when he moved. Uh, the animation was really cool, and so whenever you you had to like run and jump, and like you, you were left hanging of the the edge of a of a platform, it looked really cool. It looked realistic. Uh, so they kind of do that here, except it doesn't look realistic. It just looks like an action yeah, movie. Well, that's just it. Like there's all the like slow mo when he's just like running, and you see like the hair and the fire behind him and stuff like that. But then he's like, there's like legitimate stunts, like doing parkour at the side of the building, and like swinging into windows and shit and that's all just regular speed and sometimes not even the best angles and it's like come on guys just focus do the slow-mo where you need the slow-mo like oh but then he can't tell it's jake gyllenhaal i don't know (laughs) that damn stuntman again (laughs) but in a song every now and then yeah but yeah so anyway he starts going through the city you know completing the level objectives like oh yeah open the west gate oh no the alarm has sounded get that guy <laughs> ah some parkour fighting oh now you gotta open the east gate you know that kind of stuff it's so funny because he he starts the attack on his own without giving his side uh uh you know his people a warning they were supposed they were set up to attack at dawn right and then he sneaks in the middle of the night supposedly just to to make sure everything is okay, but then he goes ahead and, and opens the gate, and uh, his entire army is looking the other way, and then they go, oh, look, the other gate is open, we need to attack now. He caught them unawares, you're supposed to let them in on, on, on the plan before yeah. you do this kind of stuff. It, it, so he was supposed to be doing something smart, he ends up doing something really yeah. reckless. Yeah, so, so yeah, so they get the signal, and like, alright, Abby, go to the east gate, ah! So they're like running like a mile or whatever over there, but then we see that uh, the the defense forces inside of the city are also moving over there. So Dustin has to go to the next level objectives, which is like tip over the the oil pit and you know set that <laughs> shit on fire to keep them at bay so that everyone can come running through. And then uh, then he does the little Assassin's Creed dive off of the yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so over the top. Yeah. So that's it. That's the Assassin's Creed shot, right? The the when he's just standing before he's gonna jump, and the camera do, yeah. does a three hundred and sixty around him. I've never played Assassin's Creed, but I've seen the the you know the trailers for the games, and then I saw the the pretty terrible uh, Michael Fassbender movie. <laughs> How dare? Yeah, it was pretty horrible. Yeah, this was oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's totally from the game. I think just to you know reveal all the yeah. objectives in that that sector. Um, so yeah, so after he does his little dive thing, they come in, they take over the city, uh, they run into the princess in the temple, 
Yeah, basically, just before they get there, she, like, handed off some item to, I don't know, a knight or whatever. Like, here, take this for safekeeping. And they go running off. But then uh, Dustin runs into him, and there's a little sword fight. And he gets the dagger with the... It's a, it, it, the item is a, a, a dagger with a glass handle. And he's like, okay, yeah. that's kind of weird. Whatever. It's got some, like, green, purple sand in it. <laughs> I'll keep this shit for later. He adds it to his inventory. Yeah. Oh, that's right. When the uh, when the army walks in, um, uh, the princess in the temple, and they like take her hood back and shows her off. Like everyone in the army's like, oh, like like I, I feel like the entire army got a boner instantly. Like, oh, all right, I got. I want to be towards the front of this train. Like, no, 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 that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> well, the whole thing is pretty gross because uh, the. I guess the main prince, the, the older brother, or the oldest brother, he is, uh, he basically says, all right, we, uh, you're just going to marry me. And that's, that's how we're going to yeah. settle this. It, you know, so I think that they had pre-planned it before it happens. And then when they get there, you know, they, they do the big reveal and, oh my gosh, she's super hot. So, so now it's not just that we're doing it for politics, but also because, you know, she's hot and, and I look like Sean Bean. So they, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, the reaction to the whole yeah, thing. The, is just the gross. older brother, I could, for a long time, I was like, is that Carl Urban? That has to be Carl Urban. Like, like I was like, look into it. And it's like, <laughs> who, who's this guy? Uh, it seems like Michael Rory or something like that. It was some like super British dude where it's like, oh, okay, I've seen him in a couple of things, but that's not this guy, is it? <laughs> so were you guys, were, were you guys, on the on the oldest brother's side, as far as you thought that he was he was an okay guy, because later the movie tries to sell you that he might be. A oh bad yeah, guy, right? like, like for, for I, I would. Of the movie. Wait, okay, so so yeah, later in the movie when things start to happen and it's like, oh yeah, the the brother's bad guy. I'm like, no no no, we all know Ben Kingsley's the bad guy, but the, but it was also like, but is the brother also <laughs> in on it? Or oh, yeah. it totally you know. it totally had me going. It was like. I I want to believe that, yeah. but yeah, they they did a good job with that twist. Yeah, yeah, because he had he had a couple of, of cool sort of emotional moments with Jake Gyllenhaal where I was like, oh, this guy's okay. I mean, he has his customs don't align with mine. The, the whole like forced marriage and everything, but but he seemed like he overall had the best uh, intentions for everything. You know, he wasn't doing it out of a he wasn't being shady the way that Ben Kingsley turns yeah. out to have been shady. Uh, so then, and I didn't remember. I've seen this movie once before. I did not remember if he was a good guy or a bad guy. So w- when the movie later starts trying to tell you that he might be a bad guy, I was I was a little, you know, heartbroken. I was like, oh man, that sucks. He, he seemed like like the good brother because the other brother, uh, uh, yeah, the Toby. guy from Planet of the yeah, Apes was I, I, his name. I got him uh, Toby in my notes. Yeah, Toby. Yeah. yeah, he's an asshole. I mean, he's he's a the mean brother, the, the one that doesn't yeah, like a lot. He's the one that just wants to fight all the time, and it's just like, ah, they always liked you more than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the oldest prince or whatever is like, hey, you're going to marry me, and she's like, no, I won't do that thing. But then she sees Dustin in the corner and, and notices that he has the dagger, and she's like, you know, on second thought, maybe that's not a bad idea. And, uh, and the King is just pissed that they actually attacked Alamut because he's like, what? You said you were going to check it out first before you attacked. We've always had peace with them and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, well, whatever. At least she's hot and you're going to marry her. That's great, bro. Uh, secure the claim <laughs> and, you know, the kingdom shall continue. I don't know. Yeah, he, he shames the older brother and then, but then he gets over it when yeah. they throw him yes. a party. <laughs> oh, yeah, the party. Uh, 
And then, uh, uh, and, and, and she's like, of course, invited and stuff to the party too, but she has to be like escorted by all the guards and stuff. And so her and, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal or Dustin, I, whatever, they, they have that, you don't know me, you don't know my life. You know, that, that whole <laughs> conversation, which is ridiculous. Oh yeah. And, um, uh, and this is where, uh, the oldest brother like is talking to Dustin and he's like, Oh yeah, did you uh did you pillage a nice gift to give to father at this banquet? And he's like, Oh no, I was too busy, you know, doing literally anything else. And like, all right, cool. Well here's a prayer rug you can give him. I got like so much stuff from the city. Um Oh, this has to be from the game too, because when the when the brother approaches him with the you know, talk about the gift, uh Jay Gillenhall is in a corner surrounded by by other other guys and he's uh he's doing some sort of weird uh, jump kick against the wall and he says something like hey the, the second jump is always the hardest or the third jump is always the hardest and uh so he's just like bouncing i was like that has to be a move from the game there has to be some sort of uh weird yeah. reference that they're throwing in yeah just i think it's like fans. some sort of like superman punch or whatever where it's like run off the wall off the other wall and oh I'm off the top rope yeah <laughs> yeah down right xa and then you do the, the major super kick <laughs> jump i'm in but yeah so at the meeting um Oh yeah, that's right. Dustin like talks to his dad, and he's like, "Yeah, your your older brother he already has enough wives." And that's where he's like, "Whoa, wait how how many wives does he have? Like four or five? What are we talking about here? Um, how many towns and and uh, other palaces has he pillaged? Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, it's for the good of the kingdom. I swear. Got to keep pillaging. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, I heard they had weapons hidden here. Let's go. <laughs> sounds good. Are you sure it's not because the princess is said to be of incredible beauty? Like, nope, nope, the, they they have nope. WMDs. We're going yep. in. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the king is presented with this uh, prayer robe or whatever that, uh, that Dustin has now. Um, he's trying it on. He's like, oh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. What's that smell? Perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, some barbecue or something going on. Like, it just starts smoking out. He's like, ha, ah, ha. Ah. Ah, what a, it's been poisoned! And I'm like, wait, is that how poison works? <laughs> it, it was weird. I mean, granted, it was it was different times, but I don't know. As far as ways to kill a king, it was pretty convoluted. I, you know, it gives it gets points for uh for presentation, yeah. I guess, because it definitely nobody's ever gonna forget that, that that king and how he died. But but it also seemed just so. I mean, you can tell that it was not the safest way of doing it, just because later you find out that the person that was actually handling the rope also burned. His, his own hands. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Went Wicker Man for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the bees; it's the yeah. robe. Yeah, he's in the robe. It starts burning, and then everybody's like, "Wait, who gave him the robe? Oh, it was Dustin! Quick, get him!" And Dustin's like, "Nope, fuck this! I'm out." Um, and his friends are like helping him, and they uh, like half of them ended up getting killed or whatever. But he uh, runs away. <laughs> Um, you know, you know, like a land, just running out of the palace, and then he's out into the the I don't know the free mission area. Uh, the king's dead, so uh, the oldest <laughs> brother, uh, I think his name is Tuss. I have written down. He's he's the king now. Oh, that's right. The princess like uh, goes after him, like going for the. Oh, that's right. He runs off with the princess, like to kind of taking her hostage <laughs> or something. That's right. D- Dustin runs out with the princess. Uh, she starts going for the dagger. Yeah, she tries to seduce him to take the dagger, right? She she tries to fool him into take uh into having 
a little, a little yeah, by the way i was totally like oh she's got those uh those poison ivy poison lips on that's how yeah that, that's, that's what, what she's I... trying to do because she was totally like oh maybe you should just kiss me you should kiss me and then you can kill me or something like that yeah. and i'm like oh yeah she's gonna yeah. fucking murder him <laughs> in a world where you have robes that can set you on fire you can't trust exactly anybody. that's right she's gonna he's gonna kiss her and he's gonna turn into a frog i've seen it but uh but yeah so they kind of yeah. tussle over so the deck i was gonna say this is a big reveal of the movie this is uh, you know everything else has been built up to this moment which is where we find out why it's called the sands yeah, of time Yeah, they fight over the dagger and i guess he like hits a button on the bottom of it and then rewind instant replay mode and they go back to like i don't know 10 seconds earlier and he's like and and she's like trying to seduce him again. He's like, whoa, 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 I'm not gonna fall for that again. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you guys do? I don't remember uh, your Nicholas Cage lineup. Did you guys oh, do next? We we haven't done it yet. We, we've seen it a couple times, but yeah, we haven't done it for our podcast yet. I mean, this is, I guess, uh, the old timey period version of yeah. uh, of next, right? Where you can, it's it's almost useless time travel. It, you know, you can just go back ten seconds, which doesn't really give you much room to change history, um, especially because you you don't do it at will. You have to push a button on a on a dagger that runs out of juice like after two uses. So it's it's a lot more video game than practicality. Uh, Call yeah, the rules well, here. Yeah, but but still, it's it's cool for a video game. Uh, so cool. <laughs> so yeah, basically, with this thing, uh, with, with this uh, blade, you know, this magic time travel blade that he has now, um, he decides, you know what, I'm going to my father's funeral. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay, okay, I guess we can do that. That's a that's a plan, <laughs> I guess. Oh yeah, this we also is where we find out his uh, other brother Toby, um, you know, Toby Kebble. Uh, he's chasing after him uh, with like a legion of like four or five dudes. So they they gotta keep going. The princess is nagging him for a while. You know, it's 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 all those movies in the middle of the desert where it's like, if you were anything more than a ruffian, you wouldn't have me walking behind this horse and blah 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 that kind of crap. It's that delightful. Will they one day? Uh, <laughs> oh, they're gonna anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and after after they do, he's gonna That's push right. the button and do it again. <laughs> oh God, where did the sand and the dagger go? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I need some water. <laughs> Let's keep coming and coming and coming. coming. <laughs> uh, anyway, they eventually get to the Valley of the Slaves, and I've written down, oh no, this is going to get bad. But So they walk in, they're doing more nagging, and then, uh-oh, the princess has passed out. Oh crap, what happened? So he runs up on her. It's like she was playing possum, and she's got the dagger oh, now. Fuck! Ah! Oh, that's right. She knocked him out or whatever with like a rock or something. And when he wakes up, he's like surrounded by, by, I, I guess the, these like slave merchants or whatever. The, the Imbaka. Sand people. Wait, yeah. that's a different franchise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might as well be. Uh, yeah, it's Alfred Molina and his, his band exactly. of merry men. <laughs> the merriest. Yeah. Um, and basically he's like, well, why shouldn't I just kill you right now and take all your shit? And we find out it's because, well, he's going to narc on the princess too and get her caught. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, he takes them both to back so, to the city and, uh, you know, J uh, Dustin's like, Hey, so I got you a princess now and she can serve you drinks and stuff. We're cool. Right. 
Um, and Melina's like, whoa, whoa, hold on, homie. No, we're, uh, we're, we're not quite square. Uh, <laughs> so how do you guys feel? Cause I got the feeling just from your intro that you did not care much for Alfred Molina in, oh. in this movie. And I actually thought he was totally don't, don't a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 He was yeah. the, um, I, I kept thinking he was Ian McShane in a movie. Like, was he's Ian the Mc... Jack Sparrow of this movie? <laughs> well, yeah, he looks like Jack Sparrow totally. And I he acts like drunk, Jack Sparrow, <laughs> drunk Sparrow. Yeah, drunk Sparrow. I mean, also yes. Yeah, he's got the the guideliner on. He's he's going all in on it. And yeah, basically he's like, oh yes, uh, I you know spread all these rumors about the Valley of the Slaves being this vicious place because I don't want the kingdom here because I don't like paying taxes. This is like the Vegas of Persia. You know? Yeah, and go pay no taxes. Yeah, the, the subplot yeah, about him. Traces and shit. Yeah, the taxes thing is amazing. <laughs> um, he seemed to be to me. He he seemed to be the only one that had watched the. Uh, the Mummy with Brendan yeah. Fraser in 1999, and he was like, "Oh, this is the tone that you need for this kind of exactly. movie to be yeah. on when you're set in the desert and fighting monsters and all that stuff." Um, he seemed to be having a blast, and yeah, the fact that he just doesn't want to pay taxes—that's just I'm automatically yeah. on his oh, side. Oh yeah, no, he he. I think he's kind of the only one who knew what movie he was in. Yeah, like oh, it's Disney, right? Yeah, yeah, it can't yeah. be too dark. Yeah. We're doing yeah. a Disney movie based on a video <laughs> game. I'm gonna go drink this bottle of rum. I'll be right back. Where's <laughs> <Yeah>. my eyeliner? <laughs> <laughs> he showed up with hair like uh, Dennis Hopper and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, we can't quite do that. The moment they told him, he saw the cast list, and he's like, oh, Jane Gyllenhaal is playing a Persian guy? Okay, I know what kind of movie <laughs> <Like>, I'm <means>. Okay. <laughs> Who's playing a Persian princess? Gemma Archerton? Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess she's not blonde. <laughs> Was Margot Robbie not a thing yet? Come on, guys. Um, we can't have Mia Jovovich play every princess. <laughs> why not? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd had Paul W. S. Anderson direct, mm-hmm. and they were already making like yeah. Resident Evil three at the time. It's and... True, he was busy with his uh, multi-million dollar franchise. Oh, you know what he was making around uh, at uh, around this time? Huh. The Three Musketeers. <gasps> Fuck yeah! <laughs> That's why or- Orlando Bloom was about one of the <laughs> Uh, that's about as much slow motion as you have in this movie. So it would have been a good match. I am not going to lie. I love that movie. I know it is a dumpster fire and I love it and I want the sequel. Wait, what do you, what do you mean it's a dumpster fire? That movie's, that, that could be Paul W.S. Anderson's, oh, sorry. That could be his masterpiece. (laughs) His magnum opus. Yeah. I'll take that one over the, the earlier, uh, also, uh, by Disney, the the one that has Chris O'Donnell and, uh, Oh yeah. And Oliver Platt and all them. Yeah. That's, That's a good one. It's that was too that's oh, too yeah, kid yeah. oriented though. Yeah, I like the Paul W. S. Anderson. That was that was a little uh, more grown up with all its slow motion and gratuitous <laughs> violence. Yeah. Oh god, there was that one uh the, the Musketeer or whatever from like two thousand one. That's a pretty good one. That's that's yeah. adult though. That gets dark at points. But yeah, it's it's like a martial arts it's a movie. Martial arts, right? Yeah. <laughs> what we're saying is we're about due for another mu- three musketeers movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Muscame. Yeah. <laughs> Just not directed by Mike Newell, please, because we kind of figure out that this no, is not no, no. his. We, we got his plenty of, of other directors out there. Uh... Quentin Tarantino's final movie will be oh, The Three shit, Musketeers. Be... Oh, my... oh my god, so... who would be in it? Fossbender? I don't know, but uh, you know the 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 bad the villain, the main villain would be uh, uh, Uma Thurman. Uh, or wait, wasn't Christoph Waltz the Cardinal in uh, yes. The Three Musketeers? The, I think so, the Paul yeah. W. S. Anderson one? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Fuck, that's right. 
Oh my yeah. God, that's right. I think that's <laughs> I was right. thinking like, oh yeah, he would totally be the Colonel. Wait, he already was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll get DiCaprio. Oh yeah, shit. There we go. Oh, oh no, DiCaprio would be the, uh, the, 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 the young king, even though he's like 54 or whatever he is. <laughs> right? <now. laughs> baby face, still baby face. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm in is what I'm saying. Where were we? Oh yeah. So, so basically, uh, uh, Alfred Molina is like, hey, Dustin, I know who you are. I know you're the prince. Um, I know if I turn you in, too, I'm going to get some sweet coins. So, uh, you know, get in the box. Um, and, of course, Dustin runs off. Uh, and he runs into the princess, uh, going through the ostrich races to get away. And then, boop, they're off to the funeral, just like that. Um, in, in the city of Avrat, A-V-R-A-T. Avrat. I think that's how you say it. Definitely not Agrabah. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, so he, so <laughs> Agrabah's sister city. <laughs> so yeah, so he sneak into like the funeral procession, and, and it's weird because he just like sneaks in and like poop. Oh, there he is, right in the middle of it, right with his father's corpse. Right? Oh, hi, corpse of dad. <laughs> yeah. So so his plan is to go to Ben Kingsley because at this point he thinks that he was framed by his older brother by uh, Tus. And so he thinks, he literally says, the only person I can trust is my uncle, Ben Kingsley. So I'm going to go and tell him everything, which shows that he hasn't watched any Ben Kingsley movies from the last 10, 15 years. Because if he had, he would know that Ben Kingsley is the bad guy at this one. Like you said, it's so obvious he that he's not to be trusted. But uh, that's that's his that's his plan right now, that he's going to go and basically uh, surrender himself yeah, yeah, to yeah, him. He like, sneaks a little uh, message in his pocket or something into you know Uncle Ben's pocket. And then they like meet in a marketplace, and he's like, "Hey, Uncle Ben, check out the uh, this dagger here." Um, or you know, I, I was framed, you know, blah blah blah. You got to find out who it is. Like, oh, I, I don't know. Your brother always seems like he's on the up and up. Blah blah blah. And he shows him the dagger, but oh shit, it's the nut. It's a some weird nutcracker thing. <gasps> shit, shit. The princess <laughs> switched it out. Oh, that ah. it. Hey, Uncle Ben, what's uh, what's up with your hands there? What? Oh. You got burns. Oh, I, I was trying to get the robe off, off your dad. And which, by the way, yeah, like. Yeah, he just, yeah, uh, Dustin ran like out. ran out the window. So it's like, okay, that could be true. Absolutely. There's several, there's several moments in this movie where Jay Gyllenhaal makes some pretty impressive leaps of logic when it comes to just figuring out what's going on. Uh, the first is actually when he figures out and explains to the audience what the, yeah. what the dagger does. Because. The first time he time travels, so he does it twice in a row. Uh, to me, it seemed like he was just taking it at face value. He, he was just so cool about it. He was like, oh, hey, we have this dagger. And when I push the button, I go back, you know, 10 seconds. And he says it to the princess. And, uh, you know, if that was me, I would have just been blown away. I wouldn't have <laughs> okay. been able to really coherently like put together the rules of the game or anything. Uh, and then here also, he very quickly figures out that his, his uncle is uh, the murderer just because he, he burned his hands. And like you said, he jumped out the window. He doesn't really know what was going on. But it's just one of those things where whenever the movie needs you to um, kind of, okay, we're going to explain to you just just so you get this yeah. and we can move on. We'll just give it to Jay Gyllenhaal and he'll yeah, explain it's like, it to it's you. Like there's great potential for like a real mystery and stuff. But then it's like, oh, shit, that's right. We're a Disney movie. We can't, can't right. be too complicated, you know. Uh, so yeah, shocker. Uncle Ben's the bad guy. <gasps> so we've got to run through the marketplace doing some more parkour um and, we, and this is where i've written down so is toby kebble in blackface or is it just me 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, basically uh, parkour fighting ba- makes it rain guards just all in the marketplace. Has a big old fight with Toby uh, where, you know, sword fighting and swashbuckling or whatever. Uh, but Dustin wins. And then, but instead of like, you know, killing Toby, just like says, I'm sorry, brother. And like runs off or something. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh that toby is just so i know they're not blood brothers but still they yeah. grew up as brothers and the fact that they're not giving uh jay gillenhall a chance to even tell his side they automatically from from moment one it just they were all in on the fact that he's a murderer when really that's a really dumb plan you're gonna give your father a rope that he's gonna put on right away and then everybody saw you yeah. give him that rope <laughs> and then everybody sees him die like, give him some this guy supposedly is the smartest of the three brothers. Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to, you know, he's the, the clever one, the the one that figured out that it was better to sneak in in the middle of the night instead of attacking a dawn and all that stuff. And he's going to be so dumb when it comes to killing the king. I would give him at least the benefit of the doubt and just let him explain. But uh, everybody is just pretty eager to just hunt him down and, yeah, and take care really of him right away. It would be a really movie if, uh, if that were the case. You know? Yeah. If due yeah, process right. was followed. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, instead, after that, we cut to the lair of the Hassassins. Uh, yeah. Assassins. Assassins! <laughs> and, uh, They're Ass-Ass-Ains, Steve. Ass-Ass-Ains. Ass-Ass-Ains. <laughs> yeah, so Uncle Ben's there, and he's uh, basically employing some of them to... Uh, some of these, like, scarred mercenaries with, I don't know, snake powers and shit? I don't know what... But uh, he's basically like, hey, I got a job for you guys. And they're like, well, you know the prize. Mm. And the guy playing the assassin, I was like, oh, fuck, is that Army Hammer? <laughs> it kind of looked like a bit of like, marks and stuff on his face. I don't know. Oh, that would have been yeah. amazing. Yeah. I would have loved like uh, just Army Hammer uncredited. And oh, just yeah. <laughs> doing it for, for the it's craft. Like, I just want to do more stunts. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to get me Lone Ranger. It's going to be great. And then, I don't know, like, at the end of that scene, like, they call upon a sandstorm or some shit. I'm like, wait, did he just hire the mummy? What is, what is happening? <laughs> but, yeah, so there's a sandstorm and uh, I... Dustin and uh, the princess, they pitch up a tent and, you know, we get some exposition about you know who they are and blah 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 uh this is where they bond just for oh. good now maybe halfway through the movie they, they finally make a connection because they realize they're on the uh, same side I, I thought you were talking about a different kind of bonding oh no not yet that, that happens later because they you know if they were going to kiss they should have kissed here where it's relatively safe they have nothing else to do they're just stuck in the tent but but instead um they choose to go for the kiss at the more inconvenient course, time yeah. later because plot Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, during the exposition, you have the whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, the gods uh, decided to wipe out humanity. But then a girl was like, hey, we're not so bad. Take me and save the rest. And they're like, all right, maybe these humans aren't so bad. So we give you this dagger. And here's this dogger, <laughs> dagger to give you give yourself a, a, a do over. Yeah. By the way, it could also bring about the end of yeah. uh, civilization. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, use this. You you can go back in time a minute, or you can bring about Armageddon. It's like, wait, oh, uh, oh okay, you might need to slow down these instructions a little bit because I want to make sure I don't do that. No, obviously, guys, this is the uh, like giving the the monkey a hand grenade thing. They're just waiting for us to kill ourselves off. Like, all right, we won't kill you. Here's the thing: you can do it yourself, though. Be careful. <laughs> 
it's the ultimate test. I was like, will they survive? If they do, then they're ready for the next step in evolution. Yeah. And, and then this was another point where uh, Dustin was like taking a huge leap because he's like, oh, that makes sense. I, I know what my Uncle Ben wants to do. He wants to go back to that time he saved yes. uh, his brother, the king, <laughs> you know, from being attacked by a tiger or some shit. And then he would have just been king. It's like, or he could go back. I don't know, literally any time <laughs> the king was on the shitter and kill him, or... Yeah, well, it's not even that. He also figures out, because he's explaining that uh, that the sands of time are in some sort of big room or, or big bowl or whatever. And uh, so he says, oh, so if you are in that room and you keep the, the button pushed, then the, the sand will flow endlessly and you can go back as long as you you know as far back as you want which is i never yeah. would have thought of that that's so specific that's such a like that move somebody would have had to tell me about it but jay gillenhall somehow he he can't tell that that ben kingsley was the bad guy but he can figure out how to time travel uh right away like do wherever he wants yeah it's it it, it, it just a crazy jump but because I, I when he was saying that i'm like wait what hold on I'm still, still figuring out this sword thing. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't watched many Ben Kingsley movies, but he's definitely played the yeah, Prince yeah. of Persia. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, and then um, they uh, get caught again. Uh, Dustin and the princess get caught again by the Mbaka. <laughs> and uh, Elvin Rolina said something about ostriches having suicidal tendencies. <laughs> yeah, and then apparently he has a baby one. The yeah, last the survivor. I have left. I will start over from scratch because you screwed over my city and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, cut to nighttime and they're all sleeping. And I was like, wait, wow, we just skipped like 12 hours because it was like morning when they got caught. And then it's like nighttime again. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I would have liked to see more of that journey with Alfred Molina. That just seemed, I just want to hear him talk about just what else he's doing with his life now that he's uh, sort yeah. of unemployed. Yeah, just a, a freelance guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they're at night. Uh, they're all sleeping, and then we see a little rustling in the sand. Oh, no, it's serpents, and they jump out and start <gasps> biting everybody and tearing everybody apart, and oh my god, everybody's dead. Wait, <gasps> Dustin grabs the, the the dagger, pushes the button, and rewinds it to, I don't know, 20 seconds earlier, and then <laughs> saves them all with magic powers, and Woo! I don't know, there was like twisters that were following them or something, I don't know. Uh, I think it's supposed to be the assassins, but they travel by whirlwinds, but keep a safe distance. It's it's pretty crazy because they the amount of power that they have is is so vague that right now they're it's it makes it look like their their most powerful move is to send snakes in the middle of the night, but in about ten minutes they're gonna develop the power to shoot rain yeah. uh, arrows from 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 the sky. It's like that would have been your first move. That sh you should have done that while they were camping. That that would have taken care of the problem right away. But instead, they were going artsy with the with the snakes. Uh, but also, this is where I realized that in this, it, the movie has sold itself to me as a time travel movie, uh, which is cool. I I perked up when the dagger started working because I was like, this is a cool thing. We're gonna, you know, next with Nicolas Cage, like we said, that movie knows what its gimmick is and it exploits yeah. it really well. Every. Every couple of scenes, Nicolas Cage is just going back in time and, and doing something else. But here, this is only the second time that Jake Gyllenhaal uh, has used the dagger. And we're already like an hour into the movie, maybe maybe more. And it's like, 
are there deleted scenes where he's playing the dagger more? It it, it it's a, it was so disappointing to just not get him because you know it's that's probably one of the coolest things in the movie when he time travels time travels and he goes in slow mo and everything goes backwards. Uh, but I guess Mike Newell felt that uh, that w- that was too much. He didn't want us to give it, he, sh- he didn't want to give us uh, too yeah, much. Well, of the if cool there's stuff. too much time traveled and the plot doesn't go forward, it just stays in the spot. So you have to have the sands for like the the set limit. Like, oh, you can only do it four times or whatever, and you know stuff like that. that but yeah, yeah, they definitely. I, I think they wanted to focus more on like the the parkour fighting and I don't know the dreamy blue eyes of Jake Gyllenhaal or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I would have loved it if they had uh, a bigger supply of the sand so they could just play with it a little more. And uh, you can still do the parkour stuff, but just, uh, you know, have him play with it a little more. Uh, maybe uh, he, you know, instead of the way that he gets out of every problem is by uh, jumping around and fighting and whatever. The way that he gets out of every problem should be him using the daggers, prowers, and, you know, just... You know, going back twenty seconds and then finding a different way of of but, doing something, avoiding the fight, but, or but avoiding then the power the is not in uh, him; it's in the dagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, maybe when uh, Prince of Persia two: The Search for Curly's Gold comes out, we'll uh, yeah! we'll get, get a little more of that that time travel action. <laughs> we'll get <Yeah>. two daggers. <laughs> but what happens if you use both of them at the same time? Oh, let's do the time <laughs> warp again. <laughs> Yeah, it's a musical, by the way. Do you guys not know that? <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so Dustin and uh, Alfred Molina and all the Merry Men, uh, they decided they're going to cross through the Hindukush Mountains uh, to a sanctuary um, that the princess knows about so they can return the dagger and bring peace to the force, whatever the plan is. Um, but they get there, and oh shit, everyone's dead. Quick, give the dagger to the stone. Uh, but then Toby Kebble shows up. He's like, ha brother, I found you. Suck it. And uh, Dustin's like, but Toby, we're brothers. We, we we shouldn't be fighting like this. I didn't do this. You have to trust me or at least give me a fair trial. But then something's coming from the skies. Oh, shit, it's arrows. <laughs> and uh, Toby gets fucking gat. <laughs> right in the chest. <laughs> Just when he was right. becoming a good guy, he gets ah. killed. Just goes to show you should never be a good guy. Little brother. Um, By the way, should should Toby's whole character have been the other kid from the opening, the other street kid? Like, yeah, probably. Oh, but, but I think that was the kid. So he, died so he when, adopted uh, too. Dustin was first running off after okay. allegedly killing his dad. That's what I kind of figured. I don't know anyone don't else. Know. I thought that that kid, I thought that that guy uh, called him my prince. Maybe not. I don't know. It would be funny if they were they were childhood friends, but then the moment that uh, that Jay Gyllenhaal gets adopted and promoted into uh, royalty, then he's forcing his best friend to just yeah. call him like prince. He's like, uh, yeah, you can call me your majesty. That'd be great. Well, and it's, it doesn't even have to be him. <laughs> it's just that's what you do. Yeah. You know, I mean, if your best, you know, if your best friend, you know, I don't know becomes like the prince of england or something you have to you know at least call him sir i have to call him prince douchebag now yeah oh, okay <laughs> you don't want to get in trouble in these these times because they'll they'll put you to death right away yeah, so true. or at least take a hand or something but uh yeah so so yeah the assassins are attacking and toby's down um and they're, they're like running into the the sanctuary to put the dagger back but then 
Dustin and the princess like bump into each other and they're close and they just gaze into each other's eyes and they're about to kiss uh, oh shit but then here's one of the assassins everybody's dying around claws. them <laughs> and yeah it just breaks that shit up real quick and then there's a yeah, whole scene where he's like whipping all these things the claws around and dustin's like trying to dodge whoa, whoa shit and then dustin like fall like stumbles or something and the assassin's about to pounce on him but then out of nowhere toby spears his ass <laughs> so yeah toby's not dead oh oh but now but he's now dead, he's dead. Yeah, he's done now. <laughs> One last thing before he died. If only there was some sort of time-traveling dagger that could be oh, used to... Oh, only. <laughs> but yeah, we ain't got time for that shit. Uh, so then... Oh, yeah, then the uh, dagger was, like, taken by a serpent or whatever um, to Uncle Ben. Apparently. <laughs> the, yeah, she... It, well, the... So the serpent ate the dagger because then That's we right. cut to... Oh. We don't see this happen, but we, we, we cut to the, the main assassin guy cutting the the serpent open and then fishing the the dagger out of it which that would that's such a missed opportunity i would have loved to see the the serpent just unhinging its jaw and just yeah. swallowing the whole thing because <laughs> that was too much I for was a pg-13 say, that was something movie. like hey can we just cut that out I, that's that's un- unsettling <laughs> at best you know <laughs> yeah i mean yeah sure cut it open like it's uh temple of doom or whatever but you know <laughs> uh, so yeah so they we go back to the city of alamut uh where yeah they're still looking for like this uh source of all the time sands to put in the dagger and uh uncle begs ben's got the dagger in the highest tower of the of the temple or whatever and so one of the, the one of the merry men uh this black guy who's like a master uh like sword tosser or i don't know it's kind of like a weird axe sickle kind of thing that he tosses yeah but he he's like, well, if I can just sneak up there and grab it, then we'll be fine. So he sneaks in, gets up there. One of the assassins is in there, and he's also a master sword tosser. So you get a little toss-off fight. Just tossing each other off. Yeah, just tossing off left and right and off the walls and from the windows <laughs> to the walls. To the sweat from off my balls. And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is the one where the, the assassin looked like Jack Sparrow. Sorry, the cat disconnected the earbuds from yeah. the whole system and scratched me at the same time. Yep. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, tossing off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the toss-off yeah, got interrupted. Right. So they had to start again, you know, get back warmed up. <laughs> no, um, but then, uh, yeah, but eventually they both, like, hit each other with the daggers and stuff. So it's like, oh, I'm going to die. But instead he grabs the, the time travel dagger and tosses it out the window directly to where everybody else is outside of the, the gates. And so it's like, oh, cool, we got the dagger now. All right. Oh, this yeah. guy must have died. Oh well. oh, well. I guess we won't wait for him then. Sweet. Uh, so then Dustin goes to see his brother Tuss, you know, the, the last surviving brother. And he, he basically just takes him hostage and, like, tells the guards, hey, like, go fuck off and get Uncle Ben or whatever. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, Dustin and Tuss have a little talk and he's like, dude, all right. So this dagger, you fill it with the sand and you can like time travel and shit. And <laughs> have you been out in the sun? Like, no, no, that's, that's what, that's what, uh, <laughs> uncle Ben's a bad guy. And he's been looking for the source of the sands and he can't do it and blah, blah, blah. And this is where I was waiting for him to like, yes, I know. What? Yes. I was in on it the whole time. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. It was me. 
it was me the whole time. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. But no. Um, <laughs> instead, he takes a large leap of faith. Oh, yeah. Takes the dagger. Yep. And Dustin stabs himself in the chest. Oh, shit. And I'm like, well, <laughs> roll credits, everybody. No. It's pretty crazy because he's not only counting on his brother to uh, to push the button so that time would rewind, but he's also counting on him doing it within the 20 yeah. seconds where oh, it yeah. would matter. And he's also assuming like he listened to like every instruction too. like, oh, yeah, you have to yep. push this button and then you'll like, see it go back and then it, and then you have to do it differently. Otherwise, it'll just happen again and then we'll run out of sand. And, you know, like he stabs himself. Just, but oh. Oh, dude, fuck. Oh, oh fuck. Guards, medic. Or, you know, whatever. And then it's like, I don't know, several hours later, he's like, oh, wait, yeah, you did say something about that dagger being able to time travel or something, right? <laughs> that was just some crazy shit. Oh, well. But if, even it didn't have to be like hours later. If it had been five seconds more than the than the travel time of the dagger it would have been horrible you know he pushes the button a little too late and then he time travels just back to when jay gillenhall is already yeah. stabbing himself and there's nothing he can do and then it's like oh fuck uh can we do it again no i gotta wait 10 seconds damn it no. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta wait for the sand to reload no <laughs> but yeah so so the second time after he goes back in time he stops uh dustin from stabbing himself and that's when Uncle Ben shows up and he's like, oh, hey, the guards told me you were back, Dustin. What's uh, ready to go to the dungeon then so you can be hung? And he's like, no, Uncle Ben, the jig is up. He knows the truth now. They're like, oh, that sucks. Sunk cuts the cuts Tuss's throat. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I thought this was Disney, guys. Oh, brutal. <laughs> Fatality. It's one of the things where, you know, like just jumping a little bit ahead, it, like you would expect sort of uh, uh, maybe not if you're a little kid, but as, as, a, as an adult, because they have the time trouble built in. Then you kind of know that there's a good chance that at the end of the movie, they're going to find a way to yeah, undo everything yeah. by, by you know, traveling back in time. So once you get that idea in your head, you're like, all right, well, they're probably bringing back, you know, all the people that have died from the king on, they'll probably come back. But then when you think about it, then. It would have been even cooler if they just gone full on with the deaths. Again, I know it's a Disney movie, but if you're going to bring everybody back at the end of the movie, then just well, go ahead and kill everybody. Well, then the sequel you know, would just... be King of Persia, <gasps> The Search for Curly's Gold. <laughs> yes. Last survivor yeah. of Persia. <laughs> the last, the well, last emperor. It's still going to be the Prince of Persia because they still have to find the Persian prince. I don't know what all oh, these British yeah, dudes yeah. are doing, but the Brit the Brit the <laughs> the Persian prince is gonna have to like you know regain gain the throne. Indeed. Yeah, why the serper of Persia didn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh so anyway, after yeah, Uncle Ben like cuts Tuss's throat, then um Dustin is like, Oh shit, I gotta go. So he does a little distraction and escapes. And, uh, like, the assassins are kind of popping out of there. But, it, yeah, it gets away. Uh, they get to the temple, and then there's the whole thing, I assume, is from the game, where it's like, you must step exactly where I step. And the princess is, like, leading them through. And then, oops, quicksand, quick, run! He dropped something. Did he just sweat on it, or did he... What did he drop? <laughs> no, there's, like, a... Because it's really old. It's a really old temple, so... A big rock oh, yeah, like from the falls, or and he yeah. catches it, 
Yeah, he catches a rock, but then there's like a little bit of rubble that bounces off the rock, and that's enough to set it all off. It's it's just like this mix of uh going back to Aladdin. It's like the Cave of Wonders meets the that uh the in Indiana yeah. Jones Last Crusade when he's you know going through the the steps to get to the Grail, to the Grail, and then uh it it's just you know it's like on one on one hand it's like okay that's cool that you're uh you took all these extreme measures to protect. The, this item because what they're going to they're going for the, yeah, the sands yeah. of time you know like the yeah but it almost defeats the purpose if you don't have the upkeep to make the the traps and the, the things work properly because you have somebody who has uh who's not evil somebody who's the hero trying to follow the rules to get to the the sands of time but then because your your facilities are so poorly maintained you know like a little bit of rubble turns uh, you know ends up affecting the heroes so it it just seemed uh, uh, like poor planning on the side of the the guys that yeah. created this, yeah, like the, the elders. You gotta have, the, you gotta have like that uh, immortal knight around to you know kind of dust the place once in a while, so you can actually read the letters when you like. <laughs> Wait, Jehovah starts with an I. That's right. You know that old. Yes. Thing. <laughs> you need somebody to just make sure that you're oiling the machines, that all the death traps well, are, are working. Yeah, that's properly. the thing with all the booby traps. Like, oh yeah, you know they've been sitting for like. 60 years and stuff yeah. like you get grime you get like hornet's nests no, in there guys this is why they're so much better than us the advan- they were advanced cultures uh, okay. they just died out because i don't then- know um that rona <laughs> oh no it was the murder hornets murder hornets yeah. i for i for one embrace our, our insect overlords uh, but yeah, so anyway, quicksand. So uh, Dustin has to run, 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 run. Otherwise, he'll get sucked up in the quicksand. And then he does a spinning backflip into a door. Okay. Comes out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, I assume it's from the game. Cool. Uh, but then the assassin's there to fight him. It's the it's the big army hammer one, like the the the, the big boss assassin. And he's uh you know he he's he's kind of losing. Not gonna lie. Um, but then he like gets him up against the wall, and then a serpent comes crawling up. The assassin is about ready to bite bite Dustin, and then the princess pops out of nowhere, grabs the snake, and like I don't know, stabs the assassin in the eye with the snake or whatever a couple times. And it's like the snake. Uh, the snake is game for all of this. The snake never even considers biting the princess. Instead, yep. she just goes with it's it. Like, oh wow, she's hot. Hey, that guy's got scars on his face already. <laughs> Yeah. Um. And then, so yeah. So the assassin's dead. Um. And then they finally kiss. Dustin and the princess kiss. And then we. The world's still about to end, but they yeah, they, yeah, found they time got a few smooch. seconds, you know. And then Uncle Ben pops out of nowhere, and then they have a sword fight. A sword fight between Ben Kingsley and yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal happens at this point. Right. Super Persian. Most yep. Persian scene I've ever seen. Yeah. And they're at the this giant sand glass <laughs> that's filled with the sands of time. And then, uh, yeah, there's like a whole scene where it's like Jake Gyllenhaal's like hanging on the side and then the princess gets thrown off the edge and he grabs her and he's holding on to her. And he's like, no, you've got to let me go so that you can stop your uncle and save the world. And he's like, oh, I can't. And then, no, I must sacrifice myself. And then as soon as she like breaks free and she's falling, she's like, no. And I'm like, wait, what was it? Am I supposed to save you or am I not? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she lets go and then she screams, no! 
She was counting on him to make yeah, more of an effort yeah. to keep her from falling. I just wanted to see you go, not, not on my watch, and then toss me up there and see those muscles flex. Ugh. Oh, wait. He he has a, a, a knife that can change time, right? That's right. Well, Ben has the dagger, and then uh, he stabs it into the, the, the glass of the hourglass and pushes the button, and then the time starts flowing. And then there's like... <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, the, 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 basically, a storm pops up and rewinds the movie. Because then, <laughs> then uh, Ben and Dustin pull out, <laughs> you know, pull the sword out, or the, the, the dagger out. And then we're back at the uh, beginning of the movie when they're uh, taking the city of Alamut and uh, Dustin first grabbed the knife. And then basically everyone's like, yay, we took over the city. We rock. And he's like, no, everybody listen to me. This dagger here is yeah. time travel and Uncle Ben's an asshole and blah, blah, blah. Uh, this you is believe me, brother, right? And he's like, uh, yeah, time traveling uh, dagger and did shit. Did you lead yeah. the attack? May, mayhaps he's been in the sun too long. Ah, ha, 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 ha. No, no, I can prove it to you. <laughs> shit. Only I can remember. Yeah. Um, Let's find the spy and ask him if those swords were for real like we should have in the first fucking place. Uh, okay, cool. And then Uncle Ben is like, nope, fuck that, I gotta fight. And a couple o- couple others jump in who I guess, I don't know, were like guards who were just like, ah, defend Uncle Ben. Ben Kingsley loses yeah. his cool so quickly. He had been a mastermind through the entire movie, and then suddenly time gets rewound, and he just, he, lose, he, he had every uh, advantage, I think, to win this this. Uh, allegation oh, yeah. because really so far he yeah, hasn't no, done anything no, so wrong. far yeah so far he's just like the loyal brother like yeah, yeah if he had kept his cool for like 10 more seconds it would have been like all right all right dustin <laughs> let's get you back to the castle and get some water in you on the next forensic files he was so good at cleaning up all the blood semen and fingerprints <laughs> off the body but then he realized where was his gold watch right <laughs> Oh shit! I guess I just gotta blow up the whole place now. Set the he, house on fire. He vacuumed. He vacuumed the entire place to get rid of his hairs, but he accidentally left his driver's license <laughs> yeah. and, his, and his schedule book for the next three weeks. Yeah, we watch way too much *Friends and Friends*, babe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Ben Kingsley doesn't watch enough, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Well, you know, back in the day, there were only like three seasons of *Forensic Files*, right? <laughs> You know, back in ancient Persia. All right. So, yeah, Ben, if, uh, ben and Dustin are fighting. Um, but then the king comes in and finishes off Uncle Ben, stabbing him. And he's like, I believe my brother. And you killed our father. And or Oh, wait. That hadn't happened yet. Never yeah, mind. Never mind. Didn't kill the father. Kill my father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're totally going to do it. I knew you were. Ah. So then they go into the city, the temple there. And the princess is there. And she's fine as frog's hair. And then uh, Tuss walks up and he's like, yeah, so uh, you should marry my brother Dustin here. Yeah. Yeah, I already have plenty of wives and, you know, you I. But uh, he could uh, he could really get that first nut, you know. And it's still, it's still, because in this timeline, this new timeline, they haven't spent any time together. There's no bond yeah. between the, the princess and Jay Gyllenhaal. So... It's still yeah. kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> She's being delivered well, as a prize. You know, how does it not become gross? When he offers her the dagger and she's like, oh, 
Uh-huh. Oh, yes, thank you. Totally waiting for her to, like, stab him in the chest or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> thank you for giving yeah. me my belongings. Yeah, that you yeah that's right. He even said something like, I can only offer you what I just stole, like, 30 seconds ago. Here you go, babe. Yep, here you go. Let's get married. Yeah, I know you don't like me now, but maybe maybe we'll learn to like each other. And so, yeah, then they do some small talk around the fountain where they're just like, so what's your name again? Oh, yeah, it's Tamibia or something like that. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm Dustin. I'm sure you've heard that one. Hmm, I always like that name. No, I don't know. But uh, they start holding hands. They, like, hold hands and, like, look at each other. Then it, like, shows the dagger. And then the temple doors close. And then they're on horseback in the desert. <laughs> And then we get the opening narration thing again about Destiny. Roll credits. Destiny repeats itself just like no, a new thing. Extremely disappointed that we we didn't get uh, a post credit scene that showed us that uh, Alfred Molina and uh, his bodyguard, the, the the cool black guy, were oh, were alive again he, in this He, he shows up with timeline. the dagger. We gotta go back, Dustin! It's about your kids! <laughs> <laughs> He shows up riding a, an ostrich yeah. with the dagger. It's like, you have no idea it, what happened. Instead, we get credits with an Alanis Morissette song? Yeah. yeah. Was it? I was listening to it, and I'm like, I mean, this kind of sounds like Alanis Morissette, but we, I'm sure we, it's like some Persian singer that just does the... No, we, we, we were debating if it was Alanis Morissette or, or if Shakira. it was Shakira. Yeah. Because yeah. we were like, wait, what year was this made? Yeah, what 2010. Month they, yeah. What month in 2010? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, they they pulled out all the stops, yes, I right. guess, I pulled at out the, the end. big guns. Yeah. But, lady, gentlemen, uh, that's Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Uh, Julio, would you recommend this movie? Oh, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, maybe you get more out of it if you've played the game. And, and then there's just... You have all the references that I'm assuming are in the movie to carry you through. Uh, but... You know, maybe there's a mini game of ostrich racing yeah, in the probably. game, and so, so when that kind of stuff happens, you're like, "Oh, that's cool." But uh, as somebody who was only barely familiar with source material, this didn't really stand on its own for me. It was it was just pretty dry. I don't know. How, how do you guys feel about it? Uh, I mean, it yeah, it's like an Aladdin Stargate sort of knockoff with like the you know like like the the sci-fi fantasy elements in it. If it were sort of called anything other than the Prince of Persia, it might it might get more of a pass having a full British cast. Ooh, how about Gods of Egypt? Hey, there oh, we go. No. Uh, guys, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I it thought was, this was going to be a goddamn dumpster fire. Better than I thought it was going to be. But it, it's basically like one of the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. Like, it's yeah, but at least there's the a reason for the Brits to have taken that over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so so Izzy, Izzy, what you're saying is, if you recast this movie, everything stays the same, but you recast it with appropriately, uh, uh, you know, the people from the right nationality, would you like it better? I, I think so. Or even if it was just like, like I don't know, like you do something like Stargate, where it's like, oh yes, this is the far, far away land of da 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 or whatever, like. You you make it like a fantasy thing or a space thing or something. I right. It's I, I had Persian. a rough time just getting past the fact that it's called Prince of Persia. And I don't think there's one Persian person even in the extras <laughs> yeah. the, from the far off land of Scotland. Exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, bring it, put it on the Highlander world. Yeah. Make this part of the Highlander universe. Oh, shit. Prince throw of Ramirez Persia, the, the source. So throw Ramirez in the background? <laughs> I'll teach you how to use that knife, Dustin. Wow. I'm from Spain. <laughs> By way of Egypt and Scotland. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note. Sorry. I would have liked Christopher Lambert as uh, as the Alfred Molina yes. character. You know, once you play Raven, you can play yeah, anyone. See Christopher? Yeah, Christopher Lambert oh, comes in to no, usurp no, the no, throne. guys, guys, hear me out. Sean Connery is yes. the king of Persia. Yes. Christopher Lambert <laughs> is the head assassin, and then uh, uh, see who can play Sean Connery's brother, who uh, the Ben Kingsley role. Um, Let's see, who's never the bad guy? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Ed, Ed Harris. Harris, exactly. <laughs> hot, hot Ed Jafar. Harris as uh, the Ed, Ben Kingsley role. Ed They'll never see it coming. All right, well, on that note, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more beer, Ooh. fun facts, mm. and what we learn from the Prince of Persia and the Sands of Time. Hi, I'm Brendan. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah, where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com. Slash soup complex, but our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine. What do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. We are Molly and Jonathan, and we want to tell you about our podcast, One Star Bazaar. We review the movies critics hated in search of the unfairly underrated. We watch movies that critics have given an overall one-star rating, defined as 40% or less on either Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic. 
We both studied film in college, and while he likes the films that get nominated for Oscars, I like the movies that get nominated for Razzies. We use a simplified review criteria and look at five things. Acting, story, how engaging the movie is, what it did well, if anything, and whether at the end we wished we had not watched it. Between our differing tastes in movies and our simplified review categories, can we agree if a critically panned movie is worth a watch? Reach out to us on social media at One Star Bazaar to let us know what you want us to watch next. Have a movie you want to see but heard it was bad? We'll review it. We're trying to save you from the terrible movies out there and find the good in the critically bad. Listen to One Star Bazaar on your favorite podcast platforms. Hi, this is Johnny Jimmy Ginley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those were the greatest ads that I've ever added in the history of adding! Yeah, she said it! Oh, they get better every week! Yeah. <laughs> Damn, babe. I feel like I've been walking through the desert. feel like your, your long, hand long and your sword is just full of weird purple sand? Yeah. Then uh, yeah. you should open up a beer! Oh. oh, hey, we got one here. It's uh. We have Pinkest, the world's first organic brewery, the UR Pills, since 1816. Uh, 5.2% alcohol by volume. Where is yeah. this from? Where's yeah. Pinkus? With bright golden color and a light body, your pills is quintessentially dry, balanced, and clean. Brewed by Prudot Père Pinkus Müller Brewery D48143 Munster, Germany. World's oh, first organic brewery. Munster, where your cheese is from. Yes, we love Munster cheese. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let me one moment while I pop the top. Jingle, jingle, my car keys. <laughs> Gotta keep the <laughs> bottle opener on the car keys. Oh, your top! Nice. <laughs> All right, and the pour. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is a beautiful clear beer. Oh, lots of head. Yeah, very effervescent. Gotta suck the head. Yeah, that's a beautiful light straw color. Very, very pale. It's got a, it's beautiful malt aroma on it, light, just barely cream colored, um, head on it with that really lingers, lots of foamy bubbles. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah. Um, yeah, just nice lager really. Like, um, it's not super hoppy like a Pilsner could be, but it might, mm-hmm. may also be, this is prob. We, we bought this at the liquor store, so it could we did. be a year so or three years old. It had to go <laughs> from Germany to Utah. And then wait for somebody in Utah to want an import beer. <laughs> to want a world's for- first organic brewery pilsner. <laughs> and this I was pre-corona, even... so it was a lifetime ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pre-rono when the liquor stores were open. <laughs> oh, Steve, do you remember our pre-Utah days when we were in California? We could just buy liquor at Costco? Yeah, Costco or a giant warehouse with literally thousands of beers and spirits something that would be beverages and more indeed <laughs> they deliver margaritas here in texas now so, so i don't know much. how how that's <laughs> happened uh texas oh, i will say though i filled up my car for under 20 bucks the other day so oh that's always nice yeah. <laughs> go utah <laughs> <laughs> uh would anyone be interested in some fun facts Perhaps if they're fun facts, super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Excellent. Well, I got a few. Woo! All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Julio, what do you think the critics thought of Prince of Persia? So I I made myself not look it up, because that's usually one of the first things we look it up. Uh, We we look up on uh, on our show. But uh, I am going to guess 
that it's in the mid 40s because it's not I mean, you know, it it looks like a movie. So, <laughs> I'm going to say 45. All right. How about you, babe? Ooh, I do not I seem to re- people, remember people not liking this movie when it came out. Um, I'm going to say 17. Wow, 17. <laughs> uh 37%. Ooh. So, ah. Uh, but the audience score, the important one. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I'm going to go with the 50s. I, you know, they didn't make a sequel, so I don't think the love for it was there. Uh, I'm going to go with 55. Mm, 44. 58% audience score. Damn, Not Julio's bad. good at this. <laughs> yeah. uh, at a $200 million budget. Uh, only grossed $91 million in the U.S., but 337 worldwide, so it basically lost money, probably with promotion and all that stuff. Um, in February of 2008, Iranian uh, actress Gulshifte Farahani was invited to do a screen test in London, along with Gemma Arterton for the role of Princess Tamina. Ooh, so they at least interviewed at least one person of Middle Eastern descent. But... <gasps> She was arrested at the airport by the Iranian authorities and banned from leaving the country for six months because she had played a role in Ridley Scott's Body of Lies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which did not say oh kind my. things about the country of Iran. So, uh. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they, they tried. <laughs> And that was their excuse. They were like, "Listen, yeah, we tried, and it's just like, too complicated. Well, well, Bring in the white people, SAG members. Now, let's uh, what's Ben Kingsley up to? He's cheap, right? <laughs> ben Kingsley, he'll do anything. <laughs> he just got off Blood Rain, right? Yeah, he's fine. Uh, this movie marks the fourth PG thirteen rated movie under the Walt Disney Pictures label in the U.S. After the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Woo! There you go. The Hassassins were modeled on the infamous Islamic mystery cult called the Hashashin, from which the word assassin is derived, uh, given their use of terror and assassinations as political leverage. Alrighty. So yeah, kind of based on a real thing, apparently. Um, at the first UK screening at the Disney Roadshow, director Mike Newell stated that, as he had known Jake Gyllenhaal since Gyllenhaal was seven years old, he had always wanted him for the part of Dustin. Or Destin, or whatever. It's Dustin. It's Dustin. <laughs> uh, he also went on to say that he selected Gemma Arterton because of, quote, how very old seeing the back of her neck made him feel. What? Yeah. <laughs> kind of creepy, right? Hey, but, Steve, uh, I believe there's a quote about that. Woman's neck. <laughs> it's a border town. <laughs> uh, devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we recast this with the cast of Devil's Advocates. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Al Pacino in the Ben Kingsley role. Obviously. Yes. Uh, Keanu Reeves as the eldest brother, Tuss. <gasps> really? No, I don't know. But then who's going to be uh, Who's gonna be Jay Gyllenhaal? Jeffrey Jones, obviously. <laughs> no, I, I actually had to struggle to think who else was in that movie. Oh, no, and you got Charlize Theron as the princess. Yeah, it all, it all works out. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm oh, in. She, oh, yeah. If Keanu wasn't the dozen roll, wouldn't be parkour. It'd be that uh, gunfire shit from John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> now, would it fit in ancient Persia? Probably not. But you know, if you like the dialogue, if we put it, this in the Highlander universe, <laughs> does that Matrix bullet dodging shit? Oh, uh, they can they can ride instead of riding horses. They can ride those little uh, floating cycles from. Uh, 
The renegade cat? Yeah. <laughs> the dagger would be just a machine gun. <laughs> I'm in. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, what did we learn from Prince of Persia? Uh, Julio, would you like to start us off? Uh, something that we should have learned a long time ago, which is uh, never trust Ben Kingsley. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Damn it. That was like five of mine now. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, babe? I learned uh, don't don't stick your knife in the purple sand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I learned uh, ostriches have suicidal tendencies. Hey, true fact. Apparently, <laughs> I also learned ain't nobody won't pay no taxes. Right. <laughs> I learned uh, Dustin is a Persian name. Apparently. <laughs> The Persian ascent or descent. Uh, I I learned that uh, that the black guy still dies in oh. in, in Persia back then. It's the, the one oh. the one black character they had. Yeah, the one black character and the one black character in blackface. <laughs> oh, that's Kevill. true. I wasn't counting him, but that's true. <laughs> well, Julio, thank you for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast. I I do I do and like you uh, mentioned earlier we we have similar interests because you guys enjoy uh, questionable movies and we talk about questionable movies uh, as as if we like them sometimes we do uh, the the whole thing is we go searching for uh, highly rated and lowly rated Rotten Tomatoes uh, uh, movies and then uh, we just argue against their score so if you have a fresh movie. Then we talk about it as if it was a bad movie. If you have a rotten movie, we talk about it as if it was like a great movie. And then on the second half of the show, we tell you how we really feel. So, like I said, something like Prince of Persia, you know, at uh, what was it, thirty-eight? That'll yeah, be rotten. Yeah, it sounds like it's like right in the middle, so it probably wouldn't uh, pop up on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know, at thirty-eight, we can we can make the argument that it's rotten. Uh, usually, when we go over forty, that's when we just we have to make an exception. But at thirty-eight, we would just. I don't know. You know, we would argue about how the filmmakers were just pretty fearless in casting the best person for the job, not caring about race or anything or something like that. <laughs> you know, I, I know Alex pretty well, my co-host, so I'm pretty sure that in Contrarian's Corner, he would just agree with me that this is not, not particularly good. That it was, it's just like the 1999 Mummy, but without the fun parts. Uh, have you guys done Midsummer yet? No. Uh, mm. So Alex tried to watch it on his own. And he he didn't like it. I I didn't like oh. it. Did you guys like it? Oh, mm. it was our worst of 2019. Mm. <laughs> we did not care for it. Uh, somehow Nicholas Cage Wicker Man did it like ten times better in our opinion. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I was just curious. <laughs> well, it is. I'm pretty sure it's highly rated. I haven't checked it. I, oh, yeah, it is. It's like ninety. Three percent or something like that. Last time we checked, it's it's yeah, we, not worth it. We are in the minority, but there's you know when you when I see people's comments about it, the people that enjoyed it, I understand why they liked it. I just kind of yeah. have to look at them and be like, well, didn't work for me. That's just I was just frustrated by every choice that they made. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Well, anyway, excellent. Well, and and where can we find uh, the Contrarians podcast? The contrarians, uh, you know, everywhere. <laughs> you just you just look us up on your uh, your podcatcher of choice. We are uh, on Twitter at Contrarian Prime. Uh, our website is wearethecontrarians.com. Um, we're on Instagram at Contrarian Prime. I've been trying to push the Instagram because we have a friend that's uh, helping us run it, and you know she's been reminding me to uh, to do it everywhere. 
So, so yeah, just, you know, Google the Contrarians, we, Contrarians podcast, and we should show up. Excellent. Uh, babe, are you on the social media at all? I am. You can find me pretty much everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I have all kinds of fun stuff over on uh, untidyvenus.etsy.com. I've got handmade art. I've got original prints of watercolors that I've done. Uh, we've got some handmade paracord from Steve. All kinds of good stuff. And if you're looking for, uh, if you don't want to get that Rona and you still don't have any face masks or you're finding you, uh, you use more of them than you'd like, Redbubble like a red bubble. <laughs> uh, they're now printing art on it. My art is over there under Izzy Creates. I-Z-Z-Y-C-R-E-A-T-E-S. Excellent. And also with uh, with it being Dune June, you definitely mm-hmm. want to check out that field guide to movie worms. Yes. That way, if you're under attack, you'll be able to identify them very quickly. Is it Graboid? <laughs> is it the, what is it, Sharakar? <laughs> yeah, so Sazal Ghul or whatever from uh, Dune, or it could be... Uh, we it, need to go pull out the guide. We can't even remember Yeah, whatever them. the thing is from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I just watched uh, Beetlejuice last night. I, I rewatched it, and they have those... Uh, really puppety looking sandworms oh, outside the house yeah. oh yeah yeah i so i watercolored like the most famous uh movie worms and all their names and their guys well, that's right jeff from men in black 2 jeff from men in black 2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, that's uh, awesome uh, hypothetically speaking yes um let's say i didn't have the ability to go back in time to before i stepped in cow manure um, but I, I need some sort of aromatherapy to uh, <laughs> make you feel better about your life choices. Exactly. <laughs> as I'm picking stuff out of my shoes. Well, I don't know. Perhaps you want to spray yourself down with something good. I would head over to frankieandmer.com. They have the finest in aromatherapy. Uh, they It's aromatherapy made fun. It's all made with real natural essential oil, so you don't have to worry about any of those artificial stuff. Uh, for something like that, I would probably recommend a spray. And uh, I'd go with the Breath of Fresh Air. Ooh. Really, just, you know, clear your sinuses out. That one's eucalyptus and mint. And a little bit of tea tree. It smells like a spot. It's absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, you pro- you won't be able to smell the cow manure over it. Excellent. I don't want that Rona, so I kept my broke ass home. And now I don't have any money. Is there some sort of code I could use to save, I don't know, 15% on that FrankieandMurr.com? Yes, if you want to save 15% off and help this year podcast, uh, you could use promo code Venus, like the goddess. And- Rhymes with penis. <laughs> but not spelled the same way. <laughs> Uh, and orders over uh, $35 ship free! Excellent. FrankieMur.com, promo code VENUS. Yeah! And of course, you can find us on everything I learned from movies on all your favorite podcatchers. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I, I learned, learned from, from movies. movies. And yeah, on that note, uh, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Julio. <laughs> and this is Everything, everything I, I Learned, learned from, from Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Dustin, the Prince of Persia. <laughs> How crass you stand before me with no blood to fuel your fame. How dare you wield such fluency without requisite shame. Your very existence becomes my sacred mission's pain. You bow to kiss my.